0: Howdy, howdy, Mark.
1: Howdy, howdy, Johnny. How yeah. are you, buddy?
0: I'm good, man. How are things on the prairie?
1: Uh, you know, desolate and dreary.
0: Yeah? Yeah. You know, man, I've been really getting into history lately. Yeah? And I've been reading this book all about the Alamo and the uh, the Mexican invasion and, and all this other stuff. It, it's super, super interesting. Yeah? Heck yeah, man. Did you know that we had general Santa Ana's leg under display in Illinois for like a hundred
1: years or something like that. I, I had heard something about that. And then I watched something about that. And yes, that is a, a weird fact that I do know now. Yes.
0: It's, I think it's a little ridiculous and not once, not once did they ever display it correctly. Like, it's oh, yeah? it's in the display case. So it's like displayed correctly, but the little placard next to it is completely wrong, man. Really? Yeah. They 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 well, spell it, they spell it Santa Anna's leg, and instead it really should say Santa's walking log. Welcome. <laughs> welcome. <laughs>
1: welcome
0: to, <well, laughs> to Dango Podcast everybody.
1: <laughs> oh, welcome to Dangle Podcast. <laughs> This is a weekly King of the Hill podcast. Holy shit, that was too good. I'm I'm reeling. I am devastated by that blow, dude. Oh my god. Oh I I didn't know what you were gonna say. I had no idea, and then I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Man, welcome to Welcome to the Dangle Podcast, a weekly King of the Hill podcast where I Mark and my good buddy and co host Johnny we take two episodes of the beloved animation classic king of the hill and we talk about the goods and the bads and the ups and the downs and we slap it with our patented rating system and johnny before we get into tonight's episode i need to give you some full disclosure this one this week was heavy for me so i'm I'm drinking on the podcast i'm drinking a gin and tonic because i daddy needs a drink after this week
0: uh, you know, Mark, I think that's a fantastic idea. I've also got a scotch just sitting right here next to me because, damn, are these episodes hard for me too?
1: Okay, good. I am okay. Awesome.
0: Yep. This is this was a rough week, guys. This is a rough, rough week. Uh, I don't know if you listeners are following along with us. If you are, and you are of the same mind, you're gonna understand why this is a rough week.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, do we want to kind of get right into it, Mark? We might just well, Johnny. What are we What are we looking at tonight? What's first up on the list? First up here is episode thirty, the final shin salt. I I love the shin
0: puns every time. You know it's a cotton episode because you, um, you get a shin pun. You
1: get a shin Shins pun.
0: You get a shin pun. Shins of the father. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see here. Next our to <laughs> next of shin. Next, yeah. Sorry. Like no, there's so many of them. Um, our original air date's March fifteenth, nineteen ninety eight. We have our writers here of Alan R. Cohen and Alan Freeland. Alan and Alan. Okay. Let's see. What else did these guys write for us? Uh, We have watched Shins of the Father, uh, Jumpin' Jack, Mm -hmm. Crack Bass. It's a gas, gas, gas. And Snow Job. So all pretty decent. Um, Okay. They're also going to do Next of Shin. So I'm, I'm guessing these guys are the go-to for cotton episodes.
1: These are the cotton guys.
0: Yeah, they're like, oh, shit, we need a cotton episode this uh, this season. Okay, let's go get the Allens. Get the Allens. <laughs> um, Light the torches. We must get the Allens. <laughs> All righty. Oh, no. Our cast of characters this All episode right. is Hank, Peggy, and Bobby Hill. Luann Platter, Dale and Nancy Gribble, Boomhauer, Bill Treve, Kahneman, Super Cotton Hill, Dee Dee Hill, Stuart Dooley, John Redcorn, who is indirectly mentioned, and an unnamed female cameo. hmm I don't even remember. Probably, well, no. Oh, no, I actually do know exactly who it is. It's a really bad Nancy impersonation. It's the cop.
1: Oh, Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: It's the cop uh it's you want synopsis. my synopsis here mark give me your synopsis buddy uh all right short and sweet as cotton is getting older he copes with his age by stealing the leg of general santa anna good enough i mean yeah i mean it, it doesn't give away too much you guys there's a lot of a uh, lot of good shit in this episode so <laughs> here you go there's also a lot of really bad stuff in this episode so there you go of,
1: it, it's a lot it's another shotgun episode you know what no no that's not fair This is like, what what do you call it? The, uh, the bars, you know, the, 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 the big, uh, machine guns, the bars, cause this is just a fire spray of, a yeah, 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 yeah. This is just a fire spray of weird crap. And a lot of it is okay, but a lot of it isn't. But then there's some just gems. It's
0: true. This is your Homer Simpson makeup gun.
1: (laughs) That sent a (laughs) (laughs) whore.
0: Yep. (laughs) Um... So could you identify a B story in this? I really couldn't find one.
1: No, I think there's a one and a two and it happens at the commercial break. When cotton walks in, Gribble, I'm living with you. And it's, and suddenly we're not dealing with our sad old man father. Now we get a fun sitcom and it's a totally different episode or like, (laughs) yes, do do you know? It's a totally different like tone and theme. And yeah, it's, the yeah.
0: redeemable parts of this episode come out of that
1: yes they do because the opening is just so sluggish but yeah yeah oh absolutely um well you got some notes for me man or do you want to jump right into pros and cons so number one uh i've got we haven't seen cotton in a minute and i'm glad to see cotton again yes uh mrs dorland has hauntavirus. is that heck dorland's wife oh
0: man that's my first thing under here if for my notes is oh, peggy shit. subbing for heck dorland as in heck dorland's motorcycles wife <laughs> like i don't know later I be have...
1: heck dorland fire chief or whatever yeah
0: <laughs> he's a lumberjack and he's okay uh i really mark i don't know i've never noticed that before so i'm glad you noticed it too i was like holy hell they don't hear the last name <laughs> dorland very often but i know it because they mention it a bunch later
1: yeah, I've only ever heard the name Dorland in this show. Like, mm-hmm. so when I heard it this time, I was like, oh shit, you think that's his wife? I don't know. And then, um, there's no way Cotton's a colonel, right? He was discharged right after World War II.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're just we're just calling him that, right?
0: I mean, unless he got, it, I don't think he's a colonel, unless he got a bunch. And I mean, you have to have a lot of Battlefield, like, commendations and promotions. Yeah. Like, and that was – they make it out in, in World War II, uh media that this happened a lot. I can't imagine it really did. You I mean, know the unless best it, I could
1: figure is like he got a field – he got like a – he would get like a field promotion at some point and then get up jumped from that. But like there's no way. But then at the same time, as far as we know, Cotton was the remaining survivor on a battleship. So at some point he would have been a captain. I mean maybe – I don't know I, how marine structure works because he would have been a marine. I don't know. I, my, it's a dumb, it's a dumb thing, but it really, it, it just hangs me up. And maybe they're just kind of giving into the crazy old, you know, war hero. But
0: they could be. My frame of reference is, and I just watched ba- Band of Brothers like two months ago, three months ago. Is oh nice. Once you get to a point here, especially in World War II, like you got high enough up, they stopped putting you in battle situations. So it's not like True, he can get yeah. more promotions on the battlefield because there just wasn't any more to get. They stopped putting him in the battlefield if he was that high.
1: But he also only got put in the battlefield once and very ineffectively until he killed fifty men. So like yes. he didn't he didn't get redeployed, he woke up in the in the field hospital. Like Exactly. Maybe there's the no Colonel is on a is that a thing? I don't know. Military no. listeners, if you're out there, is that a thing? Is there an honorary colonel? Can I be a colonel? Oh, no. There there it is. Cotton is the name of cotton, which is where we pick cotton in Kentucky. Fried chicken. Colonel Sanders. Bam. Nailed it.
0: Colonel Sanders. You, you, that was a dig, man, but you found it. There's the little gold I, at the I'm, bottom of that well. Because I'm
1: too hung up on this and we need to like... <laughs> move on from it and i'm sorry but <laughs>
0: it's okay man no I, it's a valid bitch i also because cotton is always in such dire straits with money you would not like like a colonel's retirement salary would not be what he's
1: living on even with oh, a Yeah, pension it had to be insane yeah yes they don't even so, have a kid yet like
0: yeah i don't know he had to go he had to go uh bargain hunting for Didi's new tatas both of them are lefties you um, <laughs> went
1: bargain hunter is just cheap
0: I, I honestly, I think it's bargain hunting, man. I don't think he had an option.
1: Okay, good enough. Yeah. Uh, what other notes you got, man? Uh, I don't have a ton. I, mm, I don't know. I don't have a ton of pros. Okay. Because I don't think there's a lot of pros, but I have a couple favorite moments, but that's just too, it's too early to get into it. Sure. Right, what do you got? You got anything or?
0: I do. Uh, I got a couple of pros here. I love that everybody, after they realize what he's doing, Every time Cotton gets angry at the breakfast table, people start pulling their plates away from him. Yes. So that he can stop smashing them. And I I love that visual gag. I think it's fantastic. (laughs) Um, I also love every single time Dale and Cotton get together. Yep. Dale is just... He is absolute tinder for Cotton's flame. And he makes everything so much worse in the best possible way. Um... I almost all of my favorite moment, all of my favorite moments involve Dale and Cotton, and Mm I, I just, I'm gonna spoil one right now because it it doesn't really ever happen again, and it's just a like a very much a childish way to look at things. Dale Mm -hmm. calling Cotton Daddy, and in just just like this mocking tone of, (laughs) Daddy can't go with you. He's taking me bumper bowling, like i love it because he does it so casually for most of the episode and then finally hank's like dale stop calling him daddy (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's just like it's like i said it's like he's a 10 year old taunting and saying well guess what he likes me better than you daddy likes me better (laughs) yeah i think it's great um, I love
1: Dale in this episode. Absolute, huge pro is
0: Dale in this it's, episode. Dale, is, it, Dale and Cotton make this episode. Like I said before, oh, yeah. it is kind of a stinker anytime it's anybody but Dale and, and Cotton. Like there's not a lot of good shit going on here. It's kind of depressing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, the other thing I noticed, the last pro I got on here is it's an animation bit. Uh, have you ever looked at the top of the leg room?
1: Um, all the Mac hats.
0: Yes. There's like 30 Mac hats in there. Yes. It's a very Dale thing to have 30 versions of the same hat. And I really, really hope he did the same thing when he got his Mason 500 hat. (laughs) That he wears for like one episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I love, I love the leg room anyway. It's such a weird moment.
0: (laughs) Shall we retire to the leg room?
1: They have martinis for Christ's sake. Like, yes. Very
0: bizarre <laughs> for both of them.
1: Yeah, it, this is a weird episode too. Like on top of everything else, it just, it's all so weird. I don't. Oh yeah.
0: Um, I don't know. Well, let's get into some cons because that's all I got for
1: pros, man. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, God, you want to start with cons? I got, yeah. I got a ton of cons, not a ton, but you want to
0: nope. me a couple? I'll blast through mine because I don't have a lot of these, but I've got okay. a couple uh, and they're not going to take too long to kind of to dive through. Um, Cotton is very mean to Hank with his comment about I should have drowned you or you should have drowned yourself two days after you were born. Like Holy that is dark shit, even for Cotton. Yeah. Um. I, and I just was very taken aback like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, you're mean usually, but you're not that mean usually. Yeah. Uh. So I definitely like perked up and, and – and didn't appreciate that one as much as I, I guess I have in the past. Um Dude, how much money has Foreigner made off of this show? Oh my god, right? Please tell me you noticed that we're it's like the fourth time that we've now heard Hot Blooded by Foreigner.
1: Yeah. Well, because like, it's the that's that's the Nancy and John Redcorn Humping theme.
0: It's, it's gotta be, but I really, I hope they got some sort of package deal like, sweet, you give us a hundred grand, you can play it five times throughout the whole series. And they just blasted them all in the first two seasons. I swear yeah. we've heard
1: it like three or four times already. Way too, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's a bad thing though. Cause you know what's going on when you hear it. It's true, but
0: there are so many other good porking songs like you, you can go in the same <laughs> genre and the same themes. You can even go find more, more hair metal that's all about Porkin. And there's you can just like spread the love, guys. Well,
1: does no does okay? Maybe I'm like manufacturing a memory here. I swear to God, he picks her up to cherry pie.
0: I'm pretty sure he does, but it's see and because I think I remember that too. Either you and I okay, have recovered good. memories, or we're just projecting
1: this shit. But we have sympathetic recovered memories, which is a fantastic <laughs> thing. Like yes,
0: <laughs> from from oh god, it's we're at least like two hundred miles away from each other. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, <laughs> I I get irrationally mad when I think about how much money foreigner has made just off of me listening to this episode. Because I guarantee they get like a nickel every time.
1: There's no way they're getting a nickel. Not now. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know how streaming works, man. Uh, yeah, um I, I don't know. I skirt so far <laughs> under fair use. I'm <laughs> I'm a regular Hermes Conrad of fair use. There you there
0: you go, buddy. Um <laughs> this is we're going to do a little cross reference here. Uh this is mm-hmm. this works in my retro reference rage. Um but Mark do you know anybody other than maybe your grandparents that have ever used isotoner gloves?
1: I, I, I had that note. I don't think I know what isotoner is. They're I didn't literally the joke.
0: so they're fingerless gloves that are weird and like skin flesh-toned, and they're okay. made for people that do like crocheting and sewing and have rheumatoid arthritis. Like they're compression gloves for your knuckles. So. So Peggy doesn't need an isotoner dress. No. And my con here is that dress looks ugly as. (laughs) Oh, and the fact that because my wife had to explain to me what it was, Um, but isotone, I mean, it's form fitting. It's specifically compression and Peggy is not the most appealing human. So the idea that she is basically in a dress made out of Spanx is disgusting to me.
1: Like so we're going to see, nine oh we're going to
0: see every lump, oh.
1: every <laughs> ingrown hair. Not, it wasn't too long ago that I was real upset that Peggy is pretty hot in a sundress. It's those platter women in sundresses. and It's mm,
0: true, mm, but you, mm, yeah, but a sundress
1: doesn't, it doesn't, a sundress needs shit to isotundrum. the imagination. I, I know. I just, Peggy's still hot and it kind of bugs me because I feel like she gets a little doughier later on. She does, but I think. Yeah. Tasha because I honestly feel like it was like yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um and the, the last thing I got here I and it's cuz I I've seen firsthand what this is. I work with a lot of people that are in a similar situation as Cotton where like yeah. they're going down this path of dementia, they can't live with themselves anymore. My my job at this point in my life is to help find resources for people that are homeless and like using their VA benefits and trying to stay out of assisted living. So the idea of Cotton sitting alone in the VA by himself with no friends, playing checkers with someone he doesn't like, just immediately, it took me out of the episode. It depressed me.
1: Oh, it's terrible. Yeah.
0: Like that almost ruined the whole episode for me because it's very real. And I deal with that shit every day at work. And I don't want to see it when I'm watching my TV. Not in your escapism. Yeah. Nope, and I'm going to tell you right now that is the huge driver as far as my uh, my rating goes for our next episode too.
1: Oh, I could almost feel that one happening. Yeah, yep. like I, uh, yeah. So I manufactured uh, those thoughts with you as it, I was watching it too. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, let's hear some of your cons, man. Um, I got a couple. the The big one is I don't get this plot. I don't understand. And maybe I'm off. I don't understand why cotton is angry about a leg from literally what 90 years before his supposed birth right i don't get it i'm sorry it doesn't make sense to me i don't I. And maybe i'm dumb here or we don't really still have war trophies do we like i don't think anybody museums. does
0: if they if you do you get called out on it instantly
1: my granddad, his dad was in Japan for world war two and he took a couple swords and my granddad uh, sent them back to their families like three years ago. It was kind of a big yeah. deal, I guess, to get that kind of thing returned. So this episode really doesn't sit with me well, but then sure. like I, it's so, I don't know. We need to get cotton into Dale's house so bad. So we do that by, I, I don't know with the, the field trip thing is weird to me and then the stealing of it. I guess I get Cotton is insane enough to have contacts in the Mexican government. I like to think that Dale used Octavio to facilitate this weird trade, but it just, I don't know. It's all really clunky and blocky to me. Like... Yeah. And then another one that I have, and this is a really glaring one for me, and I bitch about animation a ton. But do you know what your ape index is, Johnny? I I don't. So, the theory states that your ape index, so all humans are more or less the same, we're just different... But if you were to stand with your arms spanned out, your arm span should be pretty much exactly identical to your uh, height. Okay. With some variation here or there. So, Cotton has an ape index that fits him with his little tiny shins. He should should have longer arms. Cotton has the ape index of a man that is that tall with those shins. He should have big swinging arms, at least going down like... Almost to his knee, and I get that you can't do that because that would be insane, but boy, it bugs the hell out of me. I,
0: I, I'm I, I'm there with you. I've never heard of an Ape Index before. The only thing I can think of here is, and I'm going I'm to reference this back to The Simpsons, and specifically okay. the episode where Marge gets mad at Itchy and Scratchy, and then they start calling her about how to end things. Mm-hmm. And at one point, they're talking about how Itchy and Scratchy, like Itchy stole Scratchy's ice cream cone, and the animator looks at him and goes... Uh, make make it a pie. Pies are easier to draw. I have to okay. imagine that, that literally the only reason that his ape index is not the way it's supposed to be is easier to draw. And like, I it makes that. more I sense. I definitely get it. But I love that you pull this up because this is some, like, cool deep level shit I've never thought about before.
1: It's also me just being a prick. Like, if cotton was shaped like an orangutan, it wouldn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> and, like... But I'm I'm sorry, if if, I'm going to bitch about, like, Peggy's giant feet that are the same size as Hank and Hank isn't rocking size 14 men's, like, if I'm going to bitch about those, I got to bitch about this one, so I'm doing it. The idea of
0: Cotton swinging orangutan arms around when he's throwing shit at people is hilarious, and I'm really sad it doesn't do look like that
1: now. Sometimes it does. Like, he kind of does in, um, oh, God, what's the first one? We just named it. The first Cotton episode. Shins of the Father. Yeah. Um, when he's moving around there, he's kind of got like this weird like thing going on with his proportions, and I think they tried there, and they're like, "Oh, we're just not doing this again." It's a bitch. I think you're right, but I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, let's 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 move on. I don't want to bitch anymore because I do like this episode. Yeah. And compared to what we got on deck, I love this episode. <laughs> yeah. What do you, What do you got for a favorite moment, buddy?
0: Um. Oh, well, let's see here. Uh, I've got, like, they're all, like I said, they're all Cotton or Dale or Cotton and Dale lines. Um, Uh I already already talked to you about Dale calling Cotton daddy. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. (laughs) Um, I love Cotton's line of, you ain't my daddy. I'm your daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He just yells at him. Um, I. A lot of daddy jokes.
1: Like we just had Buck go. Yes.
0: I'm your daddy. I'm your daddy. Maybe, maybe I just think it's hilarious when Texans say the word daddy.
1: I think it is cuz I said yeah. You
0: know? Maybe <laughs> yep. baby.
1: Um Maybe baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can't tell. I've been watching American Dad. Shit. Maybe <laughs> Um to the end of my days if I ever have to get anything amputated below my waist, I am going to call my prosthetic a walking log. That is the I hope funniest you thing. You never have
1: to get an amputation, but god damn it Johnny, I hope you have to lose your shin or something. You need like, a walk and log buddy. Oh
0: man, dude. I will get like I will get a tattoo that says walk and log. That is amazing. Um and, and one of the funniest like sight gags that they've done to date, I would I would say, is Dale giving Hank a pressed ham, Cotton giving Hank yep. a pressed ham, and then Dale <laughs> lifting cotton up so that they can both see it and then just laughing at him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have that too. Yep. I love that moment so much. I think it's such a cute moment. I, I know we're not allowed to moon people anymore, but God damn it. I love this moment so much. Yep. And I and love, this, this is and like I love Hank, I love cotton. Dale's face too.
0: And yeah, I'm sorry. This is wholesome cotton. Like this is something he would yeah. have found funny in the 1940s. This is something he yep. would have done to his buddies just to screw with them.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's on. That's my favorite. Yeah, that's yeah. One of my two. Yeah, I love that moment so much. Um, what what's your other one, man? <laughs> Cling peaches
0: and heavy syrup. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I a, any of his interactions with Dee in this episode are are perfect. Go get it your knitting moments, sticks.
1: <laughs> knit me a blanket. <laughs> I love that. But then, like, she's real weird, right? Like, Dee Dee's, what the hell is, oh, you're a little baby, who, and they're married, and they're having sex, we're gonna find out very soon here that they're having sex, and oh, I don't want to think about that, Johnny, that's a, I, it's weird. About whatever their fetishes in the bedroom are with babies?
0: I don't want to think about it either. Baby, oh, little
1: baby, but, but then at the same time, do you think it's too small, Hank? Oh! Yep. So, whatever. I don't know. It's just weird. Well, why don't we uh,
0: give this guy a rating? But we need to figure out our rating system first, Mark.
1: Yes, yes, we do. Do you, want, do you want me to do that or do you want to do that? I guess I'll do it. You gave us the synopsis. I, I also just,
0: gave you the one last time.
1: Yeah, but I also feel like, without bitching too much about it, because, oh, the life of an artist, but, man, I feel compelled to, like, double down on the Manger Baby song, and that's just never going to happen, guys. I'm sorry. But here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at the very bottom of our barrel is Charcoal. Charcoal's a terrible episode. There's nothing good about it. There's nothing good that's redeemable. But now, thank God for the advent of streaming. You don't have to watch it, so you can just skip that one. Unless, God help you, you're watching on Adult Swim, on, like cable. And then you got commercials and a bad episode. But then following that is gonna be Megalo. Megalo is like a bronze. It's pretty rough, and we don't like it, but it has moments that are redeeming. Above that is going to be our butane. Butane is a bastard gas. It is a bastard episode, but it has some pretty alrightish moments. It's like our silver medal ranking. It's not terrible, but it's also really not that great. But you can still watch it. If you're hungover and got nothing better to do, a butane episode might be your best buddy. Above that, we have a Char King Imperial. That is our gold standard. Me and Johnny are kind of, even now looking ahead, I think we're going to get even more stingy with these, Johnny. I'm just calling it now. You but- think? Oh, I really do. Really, really I do. And I don't want to jump too far ahead of my list, but I'm just like, oh, God. Any Char Kings you can get now, guys, hold on to them as tightly as you can. Um, above that, we have our Blue Flame of Valor. It's the best episode ever. So far, Johnny and I have only given out one each. And um, at the very beginning of all this, Johnny, you said five tops on your end. And I, I'm yeah. curious to see if that holds. Yeah. So without further ado... I guess I'll just give my rating. It's a butane. It's it's fine. I I don't know. I really didn't like it. But this episode also makes me think of how much I like barbecue chicken, so I can give it a pass for that. And the <laughs> get on my back, General, is kind of funny, I guess. I don't know. It It's fine. I don't know if I like it. The payoff is stupid. He gets his goddamn license. What is that? It just worked. I don't... Sorry. Next. You go. You talk.
0: I, you're allowed not to like the ending, man. I like it because it bucks the trend because he actually got away with it. And I know, that's a very cotton thing to happen.
1: I know it's a good thing. I just, I want to <laughs> see more of those though. Cause it yeah. makes like, it makes like, um, Yankee Hanky more, um, what do you call that? Believable because maybe yeah. just maybe he could row to Cuba and become like the prettiest seniorita, you know, like, yeah, maybe he could. And I want to see those episodes, and instead we get this one with not a lot of good moments, but the moments that we have that are good are honestly great. So, yeah. How about you? What you got?
0: Uh, so, initially, I gave Final Shinsoul the Char King. That's what I've got written down Ooh. in my notes, because cotton episodes are hard, hard to beat. That's verbatim what I said. I'm going to demote it to a butane. After okay. our conversation here, I don't think it's quite Char King level. So... I love that you just talked about how Charkings are going to be a little bit more rare than they have been. And I think you're actually right on the money with that. I We need to be a little bit more stingy with what our gold standard is. And I mean, we'll get into some really good stuff in season three, season four. But yeah. like if it's not good, if it's not gold standard, it's probably bottom of the barrel. Like it's yeah. going to be closer to megalo, I think, for a lot of these. Um, I'm going to give it a butane and y- you called it very well when you said there's not a lot of story to this until halfway through the episode and Mm -hmm. i can't in good conscience give half of an episode a gold (laughs) unless it's perfect yeah no so i would say that you know i love i love cotton episodes i love anytime you get to see him on screen anytime he's screaming at people i love him swatting at the meter maid's ass like it's (laughs) cotton being cotton i also like the shot of him
1: in the cop car that's kind of funny (laughs) he's just
0: a character and of course he flips on the siren like (laughs) it's it's he's fantastic his whole benedict darlin the whole time like he just it's a through line cotton saves the episode dale partnering up with him and encouraging him saves the episode but Uh there's just not enough of it there for me to give it a gold rating so we're going to give it a butane it's a bastard episode Good enough. I'm in. I love to hate it.
1: All right, let's let's go ahead and just do this. Let's get through our next one.
0: Well, we're gonna truck on through. All right, uh, yep. episode thirty-one, Leanne Saga. We have an original air date of April 19, nineteen ninety-eight. We are one year and one day away from Columbine, guys. <laughs> you calm the f- down. <laughs> I'm gonna say it every time now. Every April date I see, we're gonna get post Columbine dates. It's gonna be great.
1: I know it's fine because I was honestly gonna make the same joke if you didn't grab at it. <laughs> so I was glad. even gonna call you out for not grabbing at it. So yeah, glad you did, bud. So
0: uh, this is written by David Zuckerman, and we've seen two of his four episodes already. Mark, do you know which episodes of his we've seen?
1: I I really need to be better about these, and I'm just not. Which ones oh, no. have we seen?
0: I'm glad you haven't looked it up. Uh we've kay. seen Halloween, which I thought you and I were we're pretty like middle of the road. It's a good episode, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh Zuckerman wrote Plastic White
1: Female. That's right. Yeah, he did. So You think Zuckerman's their go to luann guy? Like if the Allen's are the go to cotton. Maybe. Huh. I mean, the, he only wrote four episodes. The only one of
0: his we haven't seen is to spank with love, and that's not really a Luann episode but maybe no, they said, okay, after this one, you get one more shot. Yeah. <laughs> David Zuckerman, if somehow you find your way to listening to this, we don't hate you. We just hate your writing. We've
1: got some thoughts that we're going to talk about <laughs> now.
0: <laughs> um, our cast of characters for this episode is Hank, Peggy, and Bobby Hill. Luann Platter, Dale and Nancy Gribble, Boomhauer, Bill Treve, uh, this is probably our biggest Bill episode to date. Would you agree?
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, We have a, the debut of the long-talked-about Leanne Platter. Uh, mm-hmm. We have the return of Miss Kremser and Sharona Johnson. Uh, cameos by Buckley, John Redcorn, a nurse, and a mention of Hoyt Platter. A pretty funny mm-hmm. mention of Hoyt Platter, if I if I do say <laughs> so myself, even though it's non-canonical. <laughs> is it not? So... Uh, no, because he's not actually on an oil rig.
1: Oh, I thought it w- he was still, though, for the, at least the Thanksgiving episode.
0: Uh, No, he's uh, well, because you find out way later in the series, he's never been on an oil rig. That's
1: I, see. And there we go, because, like, I have suppressed all the memories of the series after a certain episode. So, yeah, this is this is where it's my time to shine. This is yeah, this is your domain. I like this. All right. Yeah.
0: Uh, so our synopsis here, uh, when Luanne's mom, Leanne, gets paroled, she shacks up in Hank's garage and finds a new paramour in Bill. Sound about right? Yeah, good enough. You know? I think so. Okay. Um, so our our A-story, A-story characters here, Luanne, Leanne, Peggy, and Bill. I'm not even going to really put Hank in here because he's not really a part of the story. He's just a, a device that, that people get mad at or or for, for people to poke yeah. fun
1: at. Yeah. Hell at this point, dude, Hank doesn't even exist. We're just bulldozing Hank. Like it it was before like you had to like begrudgingly get permission from. Now at this point doesn't even matter. Hank doesn't exist anymore. Like Right. It's just it's just his house. So you can't it, it's Chekhov's Hank. If there is a Hank in the first act, he must get mad in the second act. Like Oh yeah. I don't know. Um But he doesn't have anything to do with anything really other than that. Yeah. No, he
0: really doesn't. So I'm gonna start with pros here. I have one. Okay. I have one pro okay. for the whole episode. Uh, have you ever watched Luann doing her manger baby skit?
1: <laughs> I have that as a note.
0: Okay. So I'm gonna call it out. It's the only pro I have that the manger babies are reenacting the fork stabbing that broke her family apart.
1: <laughs> I lost my shit when I
0: was watching that. Like that is amazing. I
1: forgot. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. Um, that's what I got for pros, man. Do you have any notes, pros, anything you can add to this? It's going to be a short synopsis of this episode, guys. I'm telling you now.
1: No, because I got some stuff to talk about. So, yeah. Um. Number one, I wrote this note. Go, like, I made a point to write this note. I do not remember this episode. I just know that it has Luann's mom in it. Okay. And as we go through these, I've been surprised by our ratings so far. I'm not gonna go into this episode hating it just because I know it's the Luann episode. So that's my very first note that I want to give. Okay. I tried to look at this one kind of I, I guess objectively, right? Right. Um I have one I have one weird detail note. Um number well, I guess I've got a couple of weird detail notes. Number one is Hank's shop vac just always plugged in. <laughs> yes. Because we see him just turn it on. And relatively. And that's quiet. not how shop vacs work. Also that, yeah. Um At this point in this episode, we can finally start to kind of pin down Luann's age. She's at least 17, which I know doesn't make any difference. But Hank talks about how after 18 years of hell, I got to assume some of that year of hell was Luann's gestation. Yeah. So maybe she's just tipping the scale at 18. I'm just I'm trying. I I like getting the reads on these deals. I like I like having everybody's background kind of you know oh for sure no and
0: i there's also a a talk leanne in the end of the episode talks about i'm only 36 or no i'm only 34 i think yeah meaning she was 16 when she had luann
1: yeah and that kind of track no that doesn't track she
0: was a stripper wow way to go king of the hill you ruined your own continuity
1: yeah you know what i no, you know what i wouldn't put it past some I would not put it past Wheezy's to hire a sixteen, <laughs> maybe seventeen-year-old stripper. Are you telling me literally that redneck Texas that night in nineteen seventy-nine, whatever? Yep, yeah, no, I don't know. Are you telling me that redneck Texas would have
0: underage strippers and that Leanne just, is Johnny, just that just, trashy? Mark,
1: I reckon. Okay, I it's that dude or like. Man, there's so much awful that we just have to overlook and like go, it's a cartoon otherwise. So that's what I'm going to say. Nope. You've already
0: set high expectations for a show and you continue on with them later. So whenever (laughs) you don't do this shit right, we're calling you on it.
1: I just, it's, it's weird. I don't know. And I know I get hung up on it, but it's whatever. It is what it is. Um, I don't think I can finish my beer is a great Dale line. Like it a lot. Yeah. Um okay, I got one final pro. There is a single sight gag sight gag when um Le- Le- when Leanne gets dropped off and it's that gigantic trucker woman holding the <laughs> bags. Yeah. I love that frame for just the one half second, and like I know you could not make this episode if that's what she looked like. Right. But I would love to see an alternate timeline of this where that's Leanne. Yep. And like and the skanky one is the funnier. truck driver. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's that, but then like it's even kind of funnier with like Bill getting beat up on then, but not really cuz <laughs> it makes it even more tragic. <laughs> oh. But like you know that she's the man most nights. Yes. And it's there's even a joke about why he limp and Bill I don't want to talk about it. And that's it writes itself. I'm imagining
0: T-Rex from uh, the the movie Orgasmo. And she just looks at him (laughs) and goes, you're going to make me come or I'm going to kick your butt.
1: Okay. Okay, Johnny, I got to be straight with you right now, dude. Fucking that was my monologue in my head while I was writing this weird alternate universe porn or or alternate universe bill was like. That's it. You're going to make me come. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. Which ball did she punch last night, Bill? Both of them.
0: Both of them. <laughs> oh. It just makes a better episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm okay if we it's just do this. It's even funnier because, like, Luanne... It's it's even so much cooler because, like, Luanne is, like, so much hotter than Leanne should be by any rights because, yes. you know, she's... Sorry, she, she's John Goodman from Roseanne, and yeah, like. <laughs> okay, I, that's uh, we gotta move on. We're 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 we're, we're 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 getting too silly.
0: We are. We have to with this, I think.
1: <laughs> we we have to with this one. You got this one. You got to treat a little bit differently.
0: What you got for me, buddy? So we're gonna bust into cons now, yeah. Do it. Leanne might be the trashiest character on this whole show.
1: Holy shit
0: like bar none like can you think of any other character side character or not one-off whatever the hell you want to call it that is trashier than leanne platter
1: i mean no like i hate lucky and lucky's not this bad i hate lucky's friends and lucky's friends aren't that episode i can't think of the name of it but when Khan becomes a redneck None of it yep. is, is as trashy as Leanne. And for Christ's sake, Khan has a, like, he buys a car to, like, dump on his lawn, I think. You know? like El, his El Camino. Yeah. Yeah. And that is not nearly as trashy as Leanne Platter is. It's, yeah. Yeah.
0: It She is just so trashy. Uh, props to you guys for animating it, because you made me feel it. You make me feel icky every time this episode comes up. Yep. I... Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. awful it's awful uh miss kremser's back to being a total bitch
1: oh my god miss kremser's terrible in this one
0: yeah we're back to we're back to kremser just being a total bitch man um yeah. it's mothers and daughters makeup nights uh make overnight whatever the hell it is and where's your mother this so-called mother you had luann like oh mm-hmm. my god get over yourself lady you're done She's i'm terrible, done with it yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much more we deal with Kremser. I hope not much more. Um, this isn't really a con, but maybe it is because it happens so much. This feels like it's almost a once a season episode. Bill has a love disaster. Mm. Like this becomes yeah. uh, almost a like formulaic plot once a season. Bill falls in love with somebody and they either beat up on him or it's not reciprocated and he just gets totally thrashed. And, you know, it was fine to do a couple of times. We get a really good episode out of it, I think, next season or the season after. I'm pretty sure it's next season in Pretty Pretty Dresses. Um, yeah. But, like, the, the Bill Love Disasters, man, they... I don't know who in the world thought like, yep, we're going to pick one episode every season to just pick on him. And we're not really going to change too much of this. So yeah. it's a con to me because this, if you're going to do it, cool. Then every time you do it, I'm now going to stack them all up against each other and rank them. And this is definitely at the bottom of the heap because it's shitty.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Boy, um, you I have feel a for him, don't yeah. you? At least like, oh, least you, you do feel for him. Yeah,
0: you do. And that's why this is so hard to watch because it's too, it's too real.
1: It is really real. It's yeah. too real. Yeah.
0: Um. I, I To bring the, the mood up just a smidgen here because this is a, a technicality you should know better at this point two seasons into this show. I'm okay. sure you've got this note too. Hey, Mark. Yeah. What is the final event of this episode? What is the, the occasion that brings everybody together?
1: Oh, it's, it's Peggy and Luann doing their nails in the salon. That's what you're talking about, right? Ha-ha. Uh, Ha-ha. It's not. Ha-ha. It's the not barbecue. the glaring giant friggin' air and continuity that made me... I almost, like, had a double take on that shit. Because I feel like there's yep. a picture of Hank grilling at a pro- at a charcoal grill, but not until the their anniversary episode. So it's totally yep. cool that he would be grilling at a charcoal grill. What the hell is that, dude? Yeah. I guess we should say it. What's happening, Johnny? What's going on? Why are uh, we so worked up about this?
0: uh, Bill is cooking on a charcoal grill. Yeah. The only time that this is ever acceptable is the second and final episode of Gilbert Fontaine de la Tour d'Autrive when they make their own authentic Cajun smoking pit. (laughs) It's the only time it's acceptable.
1: And I think even then, it's a completely different thing because so yes, it's, okay it's like to mesquite
0: hang. and all this other wood and stuff it's not charcoal yeah but I- exactly it's yeah I don't know it's like it's so glaring
1: so glaring it's um and then weird. I, but also going back to trashy who the hell grills out of a goddamn 50 gallon drum
0: I mean rednecks that's bill sure. though if anybody's gonna do it it's Bill Sure that's okay yeah okay yeah yeah um I also want to know. I want to know who in their right world, like, who decided that they were going to have uh, Quentin Tarantino guest write some of these episodes? Because I swear there is no reason there should be this many episodes of a TV series revolving around feet.
1: Mm, the last one Someone, was about asses.
0: Yes, but, but so many episodes are about feet. Someone on that writing crew has got a foot fetish. It's why Peggy has gigantic nasty feet. It's why there is a legitimate foot fetish episode in this. But like, the idea that most of this episode revolves around Leanne loving to touch Bill's feet and him getting nasty and fungus everywhere. Like, nope. It already yeah. grosses me out. But I, I don't know a single person. I've never met a woman in my life that will voluntarily rub my feet ever Let alone make that a thing that turns her on.
1: Someone on that writing staff has got a foot fetish. Good enough. And I would also like to throw into that ring, I don't know a woman that I have hated enough to ask to rub my feet. (laughs) Yes! Now, to be fair, I will have a man to rub my calves because they're gigantic and get sore. But, like, you be as big as they are and not get sore.
0: Not to mention, you have a very tiny girlfriend, and it's ca- it has got to be entertaining to watch her just try and wrap her hands around your massive calves.
1: Oh yeah, you can't do it. Can't be done. It's great. <laughs> Listeners, there are essentially um, like legal NFL footballs on each leg. It's great. Ain't no deflate <laughs> gate up in here, baby.
0: So that that's the end of my cons, man. Let's
1: let's hear yours. All right, I got a couple. Just I wrote, fire away. I weirdly wrote super detailed for this one, and I'm kind of glad I did. Number one, Johnny, you already called it Leanne, is the trashiest creature we have ever beheld. And I have the note, I can smell Leanne. It's hairspray, cigarettes, (laughs) and that nasty-ass old lady perfume that old ladies who thought they were hot in the 90s are still wearing today. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just walk through your local grocery store and you'll smell it, bud.
0: Yeah, it's uh, Diamonds by um, Liz Taylor.
1: Yeah, I believe it is, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay, that's a cheap shot. I don't know what Diamonds by Liz Taylor smells like.
1: I bet it smells like that. I bet it smells like Leanne Platter. And if it's not that, it's that gross girl... Or this, Wow, duh, it's going to be a girl spray. It's that gross teen body spray that Victoria's Secret markets to girls that smells like goddamn fruit roll-ups. Oh. And I bet that's what Leanne smells like because she still thinks that 34 is not too old to buy the gross teen shit from Victoria's Secret yes as evidenced in this episode <laughs> oh god but then also like man 49 bucks for a pair of pants i get 49 bucks for a pair of pants right now so i don't know how to feel about that one but yeah. i and whatever that's me being a stickler um johnny you, you already kind of hit this one too i never in my life want to watch manger babies the, the the one where we had to watch here comes the manger babies or whatever the hell it's called almost broke my spirit and like yeah But this episode made me want to go sit down and watch manger babies that she's performing to senior citizens, which I think is even funnier because sure, it's bad enough, like keeping these kids in a Sunday school class and having to watch it because like it's church or whatever. But like, dude, literally Luann, those old people are locked in that old folks home with Luann. Like, and it only makes me think that we would see Luann, like, if Hank had not rescued Cotton last episode, he would be having to watch Manger Babies, too. Oh, But, like, we're talking about our weird, like, um, the episode we wish that we would have gotten out of this, and God, I want to see Cotton having to watch Manger Babies. But then on the flip, yeah. it hits him on an emotional level. I don't care. Whatever. This, that's a con. I don't want to watch Manger Babies, I but damn it, I want to watch this episode of Manger Babies so bad. Oh, sure. Because it's so great and hilarious, and I know it's not a con, but it is a con for me. And my final one, and it's weird that we're talking about this in the wake of Hank's Dirty Laundry, but man, has porn ruined the word step-anything for me. I hate the fact that man calls him Step Daddy Bill. I just, holy shit, dude, that makes all of my skin crawl. That makes my hair crawl. That makes my organs crawl. And it really bugs me. And I know it's not this episode's fault, but oh God.
0: Even with as wholesome as Bill and and Luann are, because they're the least likely people to ever make that like get gross. It's still really hard. I
1: I understand, man. Did that one hit you weird there? I don't know. I just, and then the like follow-up scene of, he keeps calling me or he keeps introducing me as his daughter. And I just, yeah, oh God, like you, you you, want to feel for Bill. Sure. But then you hear about these little things that he does, like using a can of scotch guard on the couch or calling his ex-girlfriend's child, his daughter. Like he's gross. Bill's just, there's not a lot to him that's redeemable. And we got to like dig deep for these nuggets. And I don't why know.
0: did we never get a bill goes to therapy episode?
1: because it was a show based in the 90s and early thousands and therapy wasn't accepted until 2013
0: you know realistically bill going to therapy would have been the way that they end the stinger of to sirloin with love that's how they should have ended his arc like i would argue that it's a better a better ending than him getting a girlfriend it's a better ending than him getting married or having a kid
1: bill working on himself man yeah I don't think Bill could ever, I don't think Bill could work on himself, though. No. There's too much. Um,
0: nah. No. Do you have a favorite moment in this episode, man?
1: Uh, I do. I've got two, actually. Uh, let's hear him, because I don't have one. I love this last fight. I, I, I know that I joke, or we or we will joke about, like, where they blew the animation budget. Man, I love watching Peggy do work. I love it yeah. so much. I It's cool. I, I said it, I think, last episode. I'm glad we don't hate Peggy slash Kathy and Jimmy yet. And, man, yeah. I love Peggy. Because even, like, every single moment out of both of them is completely out of Peggy and Hank both. 100% justified. And, like, you can't cite them as, like, being bad people. They're just in a really shit situation. And where it would be right. so easy to say, oh, this is Peggy's fault. She let this happen. It's like, No. Nah. Like, everything bad happened that Peggy was trying to avoid anyway, and you just feel so bad for her. But then to see Peggy get to beat the hell out of Leanne, oh, it's great. Love it.
0: Uh, Anytime Peggy throws hands, it's usually a good time. And this one, there's a cherry on top when she literally kicks her in the ass.
1: Yes, and that was my follow-up to that point. We get a kick in the ass. We haven't seen a kick in the ass in a hot minute, Johnny. Yeah. Um, and then my other one is I really like that scene at the end with, uh, Luanne and Peggy when they're in the beauty school. Uh, okay. I know it's silly. I know it's dumb, but it's such a nice way to wrap this because like Luann was so happy to have her mom back and she was going to get family and she was so desperate for it. But now she right. kind of realizes like, she's a bitch to Peggy in this episode. And Maybe it's not a yeah. bitch. Maybe she is just a stupid excited eighteen year old girl that wants just her family to be a family again. But like, yeah. man, like I love can, you, this we, last moment. I think we moment. can all get that. Yeah. Oh, but for man, sure. this last moment I love I love that last little moment. And even then just the I think it's the aunt what does she say? The aunt niece bond the that's conjoined in that are, the head that's Yeah, the conjoined best. in the head. It's like, well, I don't know how that would work. And it's not Peggy correcting her. It's not Peggy being smart, bitchy Peggy. It's Peggy just being good natured and loving. And she's being a good person. And Luann is getting to have this moment with the mother figure. And I just, I really, really liked that little bit. Yeah. And it, it, it honestly, I'm glad we ended it there. Because, like, this is a, man, this one is rough. We've already called it a couple times, but shit, this is a rough episode. It's, it's really
0: hard. Before we bust into a rating here, I, I think I owe it to our listeners and to you to kind of explain why this is so hard for me to watch. Yeah. And it's I, I talked about it a little earlier in our episode tonight. Like, this hits really hard to home. I work with a large population of people that abuse alcohol and abuse substances, and this is scarily accurate. Somebody on this writing staff has had to deal with someone like this. I can guarantee it. Yeah. And uh, shit, dude, this was probably a form of therapy to get it out and just say, nope, this is exactly everything I ever, ever wanted to say to you. Yeah. Like Peggy's monologue at the end. I can't, I cannot tell you how many times I really wish I could look at some of the clients I work with and tell them almost verbatim that. I wish you could live a life without alcohol, but until you do, you need to stay the hell away from me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's really hard. I try and separate my work life from my personal life a lot. And when it just gets jammed in two episodes in a row, dude, it takes me out of it. It just brings me down. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, you know, I, Mark, I don't know if you've ever lived with an alcoholic. I've lived with one that wasn't abusive, but he abused alcohol. You know, he wasn't abusive to me, but he abused alcohol. And it's, this is very accurate. That becomes no, my, their only my old focus. man was a
1: tyrant. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I I don't know. It's really, it makes it uncomfortable to watch. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I will give them, I will give everybody on this writing team kudos because congratulations. You you hit the point home and you made me feel really, really gross about this. And it, as you should. When you're talking about abusive alcoholics, you should. There's yeah. nothing really good about that situation. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, what do you say we give this guy a rating,
1: man? Let's do her. I want to. I want to hear yours because I'm sure I already know what it is. But lay around me, buddy. All right. Uh, this is a dangle podcast first.
0: Okay. Yep. Uh, Leanne Saga gets a charcoal. All right. Uh, this is my. It's the first charcoal, and it's the only redeemable thing about this episode is the accurate picture of what it's like to live with an alcoholic. And because it's accurate, it's hard to watch. So yeah. I don't like watching it. I usually skip it. If I, can, if I can avoid it at all costs, I will. Um, there's also one other shiny, tiny kernel of awesomeness in this episode. Do you know who does the voice of Leanne Platter? No idea. It is uh, Pamela Adlin, the voice of Bobby.
1: Holy shit it is, isn't it?
0: Yes. So
1: um, as far as y- you and I Whoa. talking about how
0: people can't have Whoa. range. Oh, mind no. Blown. Okay. Mind blown. Oh, shit. So, There's your kernel, your silver lining right there. Pamela Adlin, way to go, dude. This is your, like, tour de force.
1: Crushed it.
0: Oh, no. Sorry, I just wrecked you, didn't I? Oh, I had to to drop it at the end there. I forgot that I was going to talk to you about that.
1: Oh, my God. My face and Sasuke getting leaf hurricaned. I am, like, (laughs) son of a bitch. Okay, phantom. I wondered, because it was great. She She killed it, like... Oh man Yeah Awesome Okay And you cannot tell it's her No clue I had no idea Like I'm trying to I'm also trying to like I like to think I'm good enough At recognizing shit That if I know a voice I'll know the voice Right But so like When I'm watching the credits I'm not looking for like Oh that's the guest star Cause like It's all David Herman's on there 15 times You know mm-hmm. So Damn dude Okay cool Yeah Oh it's awesome Shit all right, what's your rating, buddy? You're going to get mad at me.
0: I I'm not going to get mad at any not of this. Not
1: mad at me, but I know um It's not a cute one, but I got to give it a char char king. So like Okay. It's and honestly my my rating's going to be a char king. This is a char king episode. And for a couple reasons. Number one, yeah, it's terrible. It's uncomfortable. For an episode of King of the Hill, this goes too far. We opened this series with like Hank getting investigated for beating his kid, and it was hilarious. There's yes. not a lot in this that's funny. This subject matter is heavy, and it is rough, and it is not fun to watch on a Sunday night after you just, or right before Simpsons. You know, it's going to bring down the mood. But uh-huh. When, when your dad has shit. been
0: drinking all weekend?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he's out of beer and he looks, and you look at him with your stupid face and yeah, there's a phone book right there. Yeah. I don't know why there's a phone book. There was always a phone book. But, no. Um, but at the same time, holy shit, this is a good... This is a... In terms of a very special episode, this is the best A very special episode of anything I have ever seen. Not counting maybe with the exception of when Stan Smith gets anorexia on American Dad. But like, holy shit, this is, dude, Johnny, you are hitting alcoholism. You are hitting like the, 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 what do you call that? The parental abandonment issues. Like Luann wants so bad to be loved. We're seeing, we're getting a Luann episode again, but holy shit. This one is so much more tragic than like Halloween could have ever hoped to be. You're getting, like, the abusive relationship that Bill is in that is very clearly terrible. You are also getting the weird, stunning silence of all the guys in the alley who honestly shouldn't be tolerating this shit other than the fact that they're afraid of this woman, Leanne Platter. Like, god damn, this is a good episode of TV. It's terrible and it's hard to watch, but it is good. And then... Just to compound it, man, Johnny, everybody is hitting every beat they should hit in this episode, maybe with the exception of Bobby, because we don't get a ton of him, but uh, whatever. Like, Bobby is going to kind of derail anything going on in here, so it's fine. But I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's not a good platform for him.
1: No, this... No, this. there's not... What are you talking about isn't going to save the barbecue. (laughs) But now I really wish I could have seen that too. But, yeah, I... Shit, dude, I got to give this one a Char King because it is a terrible thing. But goddamn, it's Fair. such a great, terrible thing.
0: I, you know, I, I'm not mad at it, and I, I agree with everything you said. I gave it a Charcoal because the way we define our rating system is Charcoal is unwatchable. Yeah. And I cannot watch this episode.
1: And that's why I say a Char Char so, King because, no, I can't yeah. watch this one. I'm not going to go back and watch this one again. I might watch, get to know them or meet the manger babies again, just for the crack of it. But like, no, I'm not. And you're right. I, I have to agree with you that this is a charcoal, but God damn, this is a good episode of just television of like yeah. primetime drama television, especially in an era when we had, when every TV show was jockeying to get out a certain message, this one hits a lot of points and a lot of beats and man, it's great. But no, I'm, yeah, it's a charcoal in the realm of unwatchable, but in the realm of like <laughs> yeah, my personal feelings after it, god damn if it didn't make me feel some things you know no
0: you nailed it i'm glad that you and i had this essentially like 10 minute digression at the end here because <laughs> i really feel like we didn't give it its its due and that all we did was shit on it all episode but we did because it makes us uncomfortable and it it's does bad that because thing. it's written yeah. so well
1: yeah like hell maybe this is uh uh hit me with writer's name maybe this is his like um, his opus. Yeah, maybe this is his. Zuckerman. This is why he didn't get another, or this is why they didn't see a lot after him after this. Because like, pff, screw you. Or maybe that's it. Maybe he writes too hard, and like they're like, you need to tone it down. He's like, don't censor my art and double finger guns off into the sunset. I don't know. The last one he does is to
0: spank with love, man. I don't think there's we're gonna get a whole great lot of shit out of that one.
1: Ah, uh, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like they told him to come back, and now. Now we're, like, post-cell games Goku, and it's like, well, I guess we can have a giant pink thing yelling at him. Cool. What do we do with here? Like, you know. Right. (laughs) You you beat the Kamehameha wave, like, version 10. You can't really go past that. Right. I don't know. But, oh, hell, I guess we ought to get out of here, huh? We probably should, man, but I got an important question to ask you. What's that, buddy?
0: Do you still like King of the Hill?
1: I might be the gin and tonic talking, but it's all right. Yeah, it's fine.
0: I'm going to take it. It's a win, man. It's
1: still a win. How about you? You still like King of the Hill?
0: I still love King of the Hill, even right. with this episode.
1: Like I say, I really, this is a great episode of TV, but it's a terrible episode of King of the Hill. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Where, where can the good people find us? Uh, the good people of the internet
0: can find us at Dangle Podcast on Twitter dangoldpodcast at gmail.com they can find me at Krautball Stream. kraut as in sauerkraut ball as in Swedish meatball and stream as my incredibly powerful piss coming out of me uh
1: how about you Mark you can find me at markysardist on twitter you can also find me on my other podcast the two wizards podcast and uh yeah just get the hell out of here Johnny
0: have a good night everybody thanks for listening
1: we love you all everyone